Welcome to the Operation Move podcast. My name is Zoe and I'm a little bit under the weather so you'll have to excuse my voice this week um, but I'm a lot better than yesterday, <laughs> something at least. Um, so before we get started I wanted to thank our sponsor Run Faster Gear. You can visit them at runfastergear.com.au and you can get 10% off with the code OPMOVE which is all one word, all uppercase. And you can check out their range of tights. I really like the high-waisted ones because I think they're really great for uh, core stability in running and core bracing during strength work. So that could be something to check out. Today I thought I'd talk a bit about some, I don't know if you call them lies or myths or uh, anything else. But one of the biggest ones that I get thrown around, particularly at new runners, is it doesn't get easier you just get stronger well it does get easier (laughs) um I don't think I think it's you know it reminds me a bit of when I was quitting smoking you'd see all of these ads about which are sort of designed to be empathic in that they understand how hard it is to quit smoking but in doing so they kind of paint it as if it's almost impossible to quit smoking like it's so hard and almost by doing that you can talk yourself out of quitting smoking because it's just too too hard um when in reality like addiction is hard but you know like quitting once you decide uh that you want to quit is not actually that hard in the grand scheme of things. Quitting is hard because you're ambivalent about quitting. That's what makes quitting hard. And it's the same with any new habit. It's the it's your ambivalence that makes it challenging, not the actual thing. So if you talk to anyone who's starting a new habit or starting running, the thing that is hard is not the bit where they go out and they go for a run. The thing that is hard is that 10 minute conversation, 30 minute conversation, all day conversation about will I go, will I not go, maybe if I don't go today I could go tomorrow, maybe I could um, go after I do this thing, do I have to go today, that constant sort of like mental back and forth that you have when you're starting is what's hard and it's because there is an element of ambivalence about it and I certainly had that in the in the beginning when I started because I hated it because it was hard and it was outside of my comfort zone I had to go somewhere where people could see me either at the gym on the treadmill or you know like on a on a path um, and you know and I was constantly torn between you know wanting to change but being so comfortable where I was and I think that there's you know change is hard and staying the same is hard and you've just got to pick which is less horrifying a lot of the time so this kind of thing where people say it doesn't get easier it's kind of demotivating people who are starting because that's what you want to know. You want to know it gets easier. It has to get easier, right? Because it's so freaking hard. And um, it does. It does get easier. And it can seem like it's not getting easier when you're starting because with mo- as with most running programs, whether you're doing Learn to Run or an app like Couch to 5K or whatever it is, it'll start with a certain amount of running and a certain amount of walking and every week you're doing more running and less walking and you're adding to the length of the intervals and you know when you're adding in more high intensity work and you know you're 
continually adding to what you're doing. And so it doesn't seem any materially <laughs> easier than when you started, which is why one of the things I get people to do in Learn to Run is to go back after they've been doing it for you know, a couple of months is to go back and do the first session so they can not only sort of see the difference, but they can feel the difference because there is one, you just don't notice it when you're continually building on what you have already established as your habit. And the other side of that is just because it gets easier doesn't mean you don't get stronger. Both happen. You get stronger as well. And easier isn't like a sign of a cop-out or something it's just a sign of that your fitness is improving and there has to be I mean a, a lot of times that's the goal of starting anything is to have like a baseline of easy because a baseline of easy means that you have more stamina for the harder type things that you're going to do which kind of leads into the other kind of things like of a, a lie or a myth or whatever um, about running is that somehow <sighs> running until you vomit is some kind of badge of honor and it's not. I mean, when you run until you vomit, which actually that's never happened to me, <laughs> probably because I am an epic vomit avoider and so even when my whole family is like down with gastro and everyone's vomiting I can I can pretty much just like go yep okay I'm not eating for a couple of days I will avoid this whole thing I will feel really really awful but most of the time I can avoid vomiting because I just really would much prefer to avoid it if I possibly can so I've never like I've felt sick like I've push the pace enough to to feel like oh I feel a bit unwell that's was pretty close to what my complete red line was but never actually vomited and the reason why you are vomiting is because you have pushed your body to the point where it believes it's been poisoned and it now has to empty your stomach of any anything that might be in there just in case it has been poisoned so usually that's the sign that you've gone out a little bit too hard <laughs> and it's not actually something that uh, that you would aim for or go for. I mean, if it happens, you know, you can go, okay, well, that was absolutely 100% effort, but you certainly don't want to be creating an environment where you are running until you are sick. You know, that is, that is not going to be something you can go, yeah, I'm psyched to do that tomorrow, no you want to aim for something like when you're starting and you you might have some higher intensity sessions you're like thinking along the lines of 80 percent you know I mean 80 percent because you're doing it for often you know like five or six times so 80 percent five or six times actually works out to be pretty much like about 100 percent really because you are doing it more than once so yeah, you can forget about it doesn't get easier. You can forget about <laughs> vomiting is a good thing because it's never a good thing. And while we're on the topic, probably another common myth is the idea that if you miss sessions, you'll somehow be going backwards. Any kind of training program that you're doing is going to be designed with the idea that you're going to maybe get to 80%. Of those sessions and if you're not feeling well or you're feeling tired you're going to be your fitness is going to be far better served by resting than it is going to be by running and the reality is is that even with longer breaks your fitness doesn't start to drop off until you've had 
more than two weeks off. So you can really relax about those times when you need to take a break because the vast majority of people, the best thing that they could do for their fitness is just to sleep more. Now, if you've got babies, <laughs> good luck with that. But, you know, there are things that you can control and things you can't control. Babies would be definitely one of the things you can't control. But, you know, you can at least get yourself to bed at a time where you are giving yourself a chance to sleep more, even if that doesn't actually eventuate every night. So I think that you could definitely sort of, you know, that whole kind of thing about never skip a Monday. Maybe skip a Monday if you need to skip a Monday. Maybe skip a Monday if you have a migraine. Maybe skip a Monday if you have bad period pain. Maybe skip a Monday if you've got a cold or you just feel more fatigued. There are a thousand reasons why you might be skipping a Monday. It's one of those things where, you know, never skipping a Monday might sort of bolster your ego but what is it doing for your fitness you know you need to sort of like look after yourself as a whole person not just like some kind of like machine that just you know and so this is sort of a bit more about what I was talking on the blog last week about run streaks and the danger of run streaks is in managing your recovery and managing your fatigue so that's another thing that you can toss out the window about not you know, not taking breaks. Take breaks when you need to take breaks because the whole point of a running program is the stimulus induces fatigue. That's your body's natural response to running or something like that. And your body then overcompensates for that fatigue to take your fitness up to a higher level. But that overcompensation only happens if you rest. So if you aren't resting, you're just digging a really, really deep, deep hole and you're not getting any benefit out of it at all. So that would be probably our third myth that you can just forget about right now. And probably the last myth and probably the most dangerous one both physically and mentally is this idea that every run should be faster than the last one and this often can kind of manifest in particularly in a park run situation where it's timed every week and you know every week you're trying to get better and um, it's such a recipe for disaster because you are going to really dread every run if everyone has to, everyone has to be faster it ignores the fact that progress isn't linear like that so it might feel like every time there should be improvement but there's not going to be you know you're going to have go down then you're going to have like great big leaps up and then you're going to go down again like that that is just uh it works in waves not in a straight line as much as we would like it to work in a straight line it doesn't and there are so many variables in running there is what did you eat last night how has your sleep been this week what's the dew point what's the humidity what's the temperature what's the wind like you know did you just have have a you know a fight with your partner that can kind of go either way <laughs> you have a have a fight like you might have a little bit more in the tank for a, a hard run or you might be too emotional for a hard run either of those things could happen there are just so many things going on that if you are continually sort of pushing for improvement you're going to end up being disappointed and you are going to be discouraged and feel like you're not progressing when you are it's just that you 
it can't be something that you're going for like every day or you know every week or anything like that it's the kind of thing that you probably want to test um you know like maybe once you know at most I would say like once every four weeks maybe you want to do like at in a more in a classic cycle like um you know uh 10 to 12 weeks uh that is enough to prepare you mentally for you know particularly with something like I think that a lot of times when people start running they don't realize how hard it is to improve a five kilometer time five kilometers is a relatively in the grand scheme of things you are running at probably about like 90% sort of heart rate, 90% sort of effort. So it's a pretty high level effort, even though it is, you know, like a, 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 a longish distance. And because it feels like such a long distance and because it takes you, you know, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever it takes you, it feels like there's a lot of room for improvement there. And there is, there is a lot of room for improvement there, but it takes time. And, you know, if you take even five seconds off your 5k time that's a pretty big achievement you know and it's easy for to then kind of compare well you know like this person took off you know 10 minutes off their marathon or you know like two minutes off their half marathon or whatever it is but you've got to keep in mind that those distances you've got a lot more time to kind of like claw back that time in over 40 kilometers or over 20 kilometers over five there's a lot less time and so improvements take more time and are probably harder one in the 5k so um, having that expectation of it but constantly improving is is probably not as realistic as what people think it is so um, and it can also depend on the time of year too you know like this time of year as it's warming up it gets harder and harder to find those improvements because you are improving but the time is staying the same and you're only going to see the benefit of those improvements once it cools down again at least you know where I live <laughs> um, so I think that it is the kind of thing where you you want to kind of go into having a program that is periodized so you aren't continually testing you know and because continual testing like it will drive you completely insane <laughs> and you are going to start to dread it and you're not going to enjoy it and also I think probably the best way to do you know sort of like 5k pbs or time trials is really to not have a set date for it you know, like I will tend to kind of know if I'm, you know, planning on doing something soon, you know, that it'll be on the cards. And so if I'm at Park Run and I get into 2Ks and I'm feeling really good and I can see the pace is up around like where it should be, I go, okay, today's a good day to test it out. But a lot of times you just get a good feeling and, you know, that's a good day to test. But other times, it's just not going to be there. So pushing against that is just not worthwhile. And it is just you putting yourself through a lot of physical stress for not a lot of gain, either emotionally, mentally or physically. So it's important to be smart about when you choose to do that, how you choose to do it, how often you choose to do it, 
and don't get too wrapped up in those PBs being a determinant of how you are progressing. You, there are a gazillion ways to measure progress that don't involve PBs and it can be as simple as you know that hill used to be really hard for me and now I feel quite good running up it and isn't that great. It can be that simple. So those would be my main things of uh, running myths. Know people who are starting and things you can just happily avoid and go on your merry way. Bit of an operation move announcement is that from the end of this week, beginning of next week, I'll be setting up a pre-order for new uh, singlets and t-shirts. So keep an eye out for that if that's something that you want to do. Um, and also uh, there is going to be, for anyone who signs up for an annual Run Club membership, um, that includes a singlet for free. So if that's something that you've been thinking about, it might be worthwhile uh, checking that out before all of the pre-orders go in. And uh, all of that is part of our uh, new, new logo and, in theory... <laughs> new website once I uh, redo the entire website which I won't think too much about that now um, so that's all happening and in terms of our programs you can jump in on Run Club and custom training plans at any time you can jump in on one-on-one -on -one coaching with me through uh, Far and Fast at any time uh, Learn to Run is going to be starting on the 8th of January so you can sign up for that now and gain early access and uh, we'll also be doing the whole life challenge again in January that starts on the 20th of January that's open now too so you can jump in on early bird for the whole life challenge as well and once again thanks to run faster you can go on to runfastergear.com.au and use the code opmove to get 10% off purchases and that works on sale items as well as full price items so I will be back next week hopefully less nasal and I will speak to you then bye